Hello and welcome to another episode of Vipers Voices, the podcast from the Desert Vipers, a side playing in the DP World ILT20 in the UAE. And this time we have an interview with Vipers head coach James Foster. James is preparing to work with New Zealand at the Cricket World Cup in India in October and November, but ahead of that, he took the time to chat to us about his reflections on the first edition of the ILT20 when the Vipers finished as runners-up, as well as his work since then, the Vipers' new signings for Season 2, and plenty more besides. Lots to talk about then, so without further ado, let's get going. James, together with Director of Cricket Tom Moody and CEO Phil Oliver, assembled a terrific blend of players for Season 1 of the tournament, and now with the core of that squad retained for Season 2, James says he's full of excitement at the prospect of the three new signings from Pakistan being added to that mix. You know, we've got Shaheen, Razim and Shadab, you know, three wonderful Pakistan players, absolute match winners, and it's going to be an absolute joy to have them with us real superstars. It means the competition for places in the starting 11 for each match is likely to be incredibly fierce, but it's a situation James is happy to embrace. You know, there's going to be some very difficult calls, but it's, I think we've got a really exciting batting lineup and also bowling lineup. so thrilled. It's going to be some tough calls, and you know, that's the nature of the beast as being a coach, um, but we've got some quality there, so I'm absolutely delighted. And James tells us that having that strong squad is, at least in part, an insurance policy against the possibility of losing players to international calls during the tournament. We, we can lose any of our players, and that's just the nature of the beast. It is what it is, and hence the reason we've got a really strong squad. If we do lose them, we've just got to be proactive in the market. The head coach says he's taken note of the quality that the other teams have brought on board for Season 2, but it's not something that he finds daunting in any way, shape or form. But everyone's recruited really well, some quality players. As, as we saw last year, the, the standard of the cricket was so high. We've got, you know, there's a lot of world-class experienced players in the ILT20. But I also think the way we've recruited as well, I think a lot of people will probably sit up and take note of the players that we've recruited this season. Um, and it sort of plays well for a very exciting season number two. James talks at length too about his partnership with Colin Munro, a player he hand-picked for the captaincy in season one. I thought he did a wonderful job um, the life of the game, sort of building our partnership um, and seeing him flourish again this season. And he says no stone will be left unturned in an attempt to this time lift the title when the action gets underway in January. So we'll, no, we'll, we'll be doing all our due diligence like we did last year, all the prep, all the work, everything in place. Hopefully we can go one step further. Lots to come then from James Foster, and it's up next, here on Vipers Voices. James, thanks very much for being with us. And the first question is, obviously the ILT20 ended in February of this year. What have you been up to since then? Well, I've been fairly busy. So after uh, we completed in Dubai, um, had a, a few days at home, then we had a camp, an IPL camp for uh, KKR in Mumbai for about 10 days. 
So that went quite well. Then went back home for about another 10 days. And then we had the full IPL, which we reported in uh, Calcutta. It was a really enjoyable season. This season, because we also got to travel around India, whereas the last few years we've been um, due to COVID and bubbles, uh, we've been uh, sort of limited where we could go in India. So um, it was nice to get the full flavour of the IPL. So that finished um, back end of May. Um, then had a bit of time at home, which was nice. And then had the uh, the 100 this year for Northern Superchargers again, which was a very enjoyable season. Um, it was nice to catch up with um, Tom Moody and Cole Crow and Azza and Neil McKenzie during during the tournament um, and, and various um, Desert Vipers players. And then just had that completed back end of August. Um, had, a, again, maybe um, 10 days at home and then I've joined up with um, the Black Caps for the England series. And then I'll have about another 10 days at home, then join the Black Caps for the World Cup. That World Cup that you mentioned, obviously you're with the New Zealanders for the 50-over tournament, as well as the one-day series in the UK beforehand. Um, how did all that come about, uh, and what will your role be? Yeah, well, it was it, it came about actually when I was in India during um, the IPL. Um, New Zealand were looking for an extra pair of hands, um, for the World Cup, and um, so the opportunity um, came my way, and I absolutely put my hand up. It was um, I've always been huge admirers of the Black Caps, but you know, the way they've performed over many, many years. I worked with a lot of New Zealanders in, in various franchise tournaments and played with a handful of them as well back in the day. Um, I've just always been fascinated about the culture and 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 how how about they uh, they go their business. So it's um. It's been an absolute honour to be part of their setup. Um, a real privilege, really, because um, it's a very sacred place. So, um, yeah, just a conversation, speak to Simon Inslee, who's the high performance manager of the Black Caps, and, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was invited along. Let's reflect on the, the campaign in the first season of the ILT20. It was a case of so near yet so far, I guess. You lost Sherfane Rutherford for the final with that very bad hamstring injury. And I just wonder, was that the difference in the end? You've had the benefit of time to look back at it now. Was that the key Was that the key reason the side wasn't no. able to lift the tournament? Look, I mean, I, I thought we had a brilliant campaign um, on and off the pitch. I thought the team gelled really well. I thought we played some brilliant cricket. There were some very good sides we came up against um, and we're in a... We're in a brilliant position. We qualified, went straight then through to the to the final, and unfortunately just missed out in the final. Yes, uh, it would have been great to have had Shafane for that final, who's a world class player. And, and if, you know, I mean, you only have to look at what he did in that sort of effectively the, the semi final. Um, he was phenomenal. But look, it was a brilliant campaign. Um, you know, it's all about performing on the day in T20 cricket and, and knockouts, as, as we know. And unfortunately. Golf Giants were just too good for us on the on the day. What were your main learnings from season one? I wonder, was it conditions? You know, whether there was the issue of dew or no dew? Was it the pitches and the fact that they became more tired as the tournament went on? Was it the types of bowlers who were effective or the types of batters who succeeded? Or was it a combination of all those things? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll just say first, I thought it was a brilliant competition. I really did. I thought the standard was incredibly high. Um, international players galore on show, um, high quality players. So it was an absolute pleasure to be involved in in the first season, and in particular for the Desert Vipers. We worked very hard in constructing a really important squad, and we spent a lot of time 
um, a, a lot of planning before this season um, started. Um, and like I said earlier, it was an absolute joy to be part of it. Um, I think it was interesting to see how much um, the ball swung, actually, um, which is sort of quite unusual um, in, in the modern white ball game. For whatever reason, if it's just a batch of balls, there's generally a lot of swing on show, in, in particularly in, in the power play. Then I think we sort of noticed, like I mean, you mentioned the pitch is getting more tired. I think they also took a fair bit more grass off um, as, as the tournament went on, maybe a sort of combination of two. So then it was like the tactics sort of changed slightly. Um, but I thought it was just a brilliant competition. And, you know, apart from the swinging ball, I'd pretty much say everything else was was um, expected. You know, sometimes there'll be due, sometimes there'll be a lot of it, sometimes there wouldn't be much. But it's, the modern day player is fully averse with that um, play, uh, playing and in, in the Middle East. Now you, Tom Moody, the director of cricket, and uh, Phil Oliver, the CEO, you've retained a core of the squad, but you've also supplemented it with three Pakistanis, Shaheen Afridi, uh, Shadab Khan and Azam Khan, plus Adam Hose, Baz Deleda and Michael Jones. Before we talk about each one of those new signings in turn, how does it work in terms of squads? Do the CEO and the director of cricket simply come to you and say, well, here are your players, these are the people you have to work with, or is it a more collective, collaborative approach in terms of getting players in through the door? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a collective um, uh, the way we went about it. Um, we obviously discussed with how the season went. Could we improve um, with our squad? And, uh, you know, the reality was that we were really impressed with our squad with the players that we had, but there were some opportunities to bring some special players on board um, and as a result, um, a few players weren't, were unfortunately not retained. But you know the, the names you mentioned there. You know we've got Shaheen, Azim, and Shadab. You know three wonderful Pakistan players, absolute match winners. Um, it's going to be an absolute joy to have them with us. Real superstars. Adam Hose, I've been working with for a few years um, as Northern Superchargers. He's an absolute star. He's very, a very flexible batter in terms of the positions he can bat. Has a lot of touch and also a lot of power, which is sort of quite unusual um, in, in this day and age. Um, have, having that whole package, a 360 contemporary player, and then Michael Jones and Baz Lead, and a couple of Durham boys who have been doing really, really well. Uh, battles with with myself and for the Northern Superchargers again this year. Um, real talent. Um, so it's, we're, we're really, really impressed with our with our squad. Let's talk about Shaheen, first of all, the star name, I guess, in all your signings. How thrilled are you to get him? And I wonder, was was he the one thing missing in season one, the, the missing link, a crackerjack, high-paced bowler? Well, look, we, we had, I, I thought we had pace last year. We had like Gus, Atkinson and Pasarana, two different styles of bowlers. And now to bring Shaheen within that pack is quality for us. I mean, I don't really probably need to explain too much how good he is. He's um, a match winner. Um, he takes wickets up front. He's got raw pace. He's got leadership qualities as well, which is very important in franchise cricket. And then his ability to bowl brilliant death bowling as well. So, you know, arguably he's one of the best bowlers in the world, seen bowlers in the world. Um, so we're very lucky that he's, uh, he's, he's joined us. Shadab, you've got the prospect of him lining up alongside Wanindu Hasaranga as a leg-spinning partner, a middle-order batter and a fielder as well. Having those two on either side of the stumps will be a pretty effective pairing, you'd have to say. That must have you really excited. Asa Mahmood called him one of the, the best all-rounders in the world on uh, an earlier Vipers Voices podcast. Uh, that's probably fair, isn't it? 
Oh, he's an absolute jet. He's a star as well. As I mentioned at the very beginning, worked with him before. Really relaxed, fun, enjoyable cricketer. Seems to really love life. Brings a lot of energy to the party. And obviously you touched on his fielding there. And um, again, more leadership. He, he captains um, Islamabad um, in, in the PSL. Shaheen captains Lahore. So again, adding to that quality, that depth, um, is you know we're the, the strength of our squad is is really really high and it's um, really exciting with the the potential of Shadab and Hasaranga bowling together. I mean, I, when we were talking about Shaheen earlier, I also forgot to mention his ability with the bat as well. The way he comes in the lower order and is a very handy lower order striker. You know, you've I've, I've seen him over the last sort of twelve to eighteen months score a lot of runs down the, down the lower order as well. And as Am Khan. Everyone looks at his size and his power as a batter. But there's more to him than that, isn't there? Uh, I saw him take a superb one-hander standing back for the Guyana franchise in the CPL the other week. You're a a former keeper, of course. Talk us through him in terms of uh, his abilities on both sides of the stumps. Yeah, no, he's he's. Uh, I, I love him. I, I really, really do. Absolutely, I'm so excited to be for him to be on my side um, during the ILT20, and you know, I've, I've been against him in the PSL, and he's always someone who I've feared because um, his ability, his power, his class, his, plus his finesse, and also his wiki keeping. He's, he's a very talented cricketer. And Adam Hose and Baz Delade are two players who you've mentioned already. You know from the Northern Superchargers. Were you surprised to get them both? Because, of course, they were with other franchises in, in 2023. Adam was with the Sharjah franchise and Baz was with uh, MI Emirates. Uh, how important is it to have two players who, who know the tournament already? Yeah, that is important. I mean, within, in this day and age, a lot of guys play a lot of cricket around the world. and But, but getting actual experience in, in those conditions is, is vitally important. I, I think they're two stunning players. Um, I've been with Adam for two years. Um, Bass just this one season in the, in the hundred. So when when they became available, it was um, pretty clear that the management were really keen to go for them. So absolutely delighted that they've joined us. And Michael Jones, a new name for some, I guess, but he did play for Scotland in the T20 World Cup in Australia in October of 2022 and actually did pretty well, opened the batting there. What do you see his potential role as, given, of course, you had a well-established uh, opening pair in Rowan Mustafa and Alex Hales in 2023? Yeah, I mean, he's he's had a, a brilliant season for Durham. He comes with big wraps, been, spent a lot of time talking to Marcus North. Who's director of cricket at Durham? Um, who's my uh, director of cricket at uh, Northern Superchargers? And um, Michael's name came up, so he's, we spent a bit of time speaking to Northy about and getting, getting his opinion. Again, a top order player, and he's going to give us a lot of options batting that top three position. And effectively, you know, we've, it's just building our, the strength of our squad. You know, with like it's all about by the time when we get together, we prep and it comes that first game. Is you know, there's going to be some very difficult calls. But it's, I think we've got a really exciting batting lineup and also a bowling lineup. So thrilled! It's going to be some tough calls, and you know, that's the nature of the beast as, as being a coach. Um, but we've got some quality there, so I'm absolutely delighted. Well, you've retained two UAE players, and we'll look at two others come October. 
The two you've you've kept on, Rowan Mustafa, the off-spinning all-rounder who opened the batting with Alex Hales, as we've mentioned already, and Ali Nazir, who's really come to the fore for the UAE in the last few months, making his one-day international and T20 international debuts. Um, what's your thinking there in retaining those two? Well, I think they're brilliant players. Um, that, that's the thinking. Ronnie's been around for a long period of time, has played in quite quite a few franchise tournaments and he really sort of fits the um the bill for us the the, the role um is our front line Ospin and obviously we used him in a, a, an attacking opening position for, with with the bat last season I thought he did a phenomenal job not only does that that he brings a lot of character a lot of flair to the group and is a brilliant fielder so it was an absolute no brainer along with Ali he's a young talented player you know, I, I thought he worked extremely hard with Azar in the Nets, yes, he didn't get a huge amount of opportunity. Yes, he played quite a, well, I'd say the majority of our games, but maybe didn't get the opportunity that he was hoping for to showcase that out in the middle. But he was excellent around the group. Um, he's a young man, and we've got a lot of high hopes for for Ali. You know, he's a, he's a real talent with bat and ball, um, and it's great to see him having an impact for the UAE. You know, made his debut. He's been doing a wonderful job for them. Now, Luke Wood, he's impressed for England in the T20 International Series against New Zealand. Gus Atkinson, England's breakthrough white ball bowler this summer and part of Surrey's County Championship squad. They're closing in on the County Championship title as we speak. Are you worried you might lose a few players like that this season, or, or is that just one of those things you're just going to have to get on with things, whatever happens? Yeah, it, 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 I mean, firstly, um, they've had two brilliant seasons that continue the form for my LT20. I'm absolutely delighted for Gus to. He's been representing England in the T20 and now the 50 over competition. I thought he's had a phenomenal hundred. It was, you know, he was frightening to watch him bowl. Actually, he was aggressive. He was fast, swinging the ball. Um, and absolutely no surprise that he's being picked for England. He's a real star. And I thought the way Woody's bowled in this 100 as well, in this competition we've just had, is attacking, he was aggressive up front, taking early wickets. And, and as we saw last year, his ability in the middle and back end as, as well with the ball, um, absolutely delighted again that we've been able to retain them. But in answer to your point about losing them, look, we, we could lose any of our players. And, that, and that's just the nature of the beast. It is what it is. Um, Hence the reason we've got a really strong squad. If we do lose them, then we've just got to be proactive in the market. Tough decisions, of course, to release some players, and some have relocated. Jake Lintot's gone to the uh, Abu Dhabi Knight Riders. Sam Billings has gone to Dubai Capitals. Mark Watt, he's gone to the Sharjah Warriors. Is that simply the nature of franchise cricket? It's a two-way street, I guess. You'll have knowledge of them, and they'll know how you go about things too. But of course, uh, I guess you'll have your fingers crossed that they don't know too much or don't perform too well against uh, the Vipers in season two. Oh, look, you know they're they're, they're excellent players, and delighted to see that they're being picked up, and, and and also no surprise in that. Sometimes you have to shuffle the pack to bring in new new players, um, and unfortunately we've we've had to let a few um, a few players go. But as we you know, we mentioned that's also nature of the beast in franchise cricket. You know, we're absolutely delighted with the squad that we've assembled this season and we believe we've got another great chance of, of potentially winning the competition. I know we just missed out last year, but um, that's our ambition is to go just that one step further. All squads have announced new players. The league looks stronger than it did in the first season, if that's possible. 
Has anything caught your eye? Uh, I'm just looking down the lists. Mark Wood and, and David Warner have joined Joe Root at uh, the Dubai Capitals, the Gulf Giants. They've retained their batting power core of Chris Lynn, James Vincent, Shimron Hetmeyer, Sharjah. They've got that Scottish fast bowler, Chris Sowell, who was so impressive in the World Cup qualifiers. And New Zealand's Martin Guptill, as well as uh, Mahish Thikshana. Uh, Abu Dhabi Knight Riders, they've got Andre Russell again and Sunil Narine, plus David Willey. And MI Emirates, they've got that triumvirate of uh, Pollard, Bolt and Puran again. It, it looks as though it's going to be hard work to uh, to get through to the final once more. Yeah, everyone's recruited really well, some quality players. You know, as, as we saw last year, the, the standard of the cricket was so high. We've got, you know, there's a lot of world-class experienced players in the ILT20. But I also think the way we've recruited as well, I think a lot of people will probably sit up and take note of the players that we've recruited this season. Um, and it sort of bodes well for a very exciting season number two. Well, you mentioned about recruitment there. Uh, it's a question I've asked a few people on the podcast uh, as we move towards season two. I'll ask you as well. Is the fact that uh, the Vipers have been able to sign Pakistan players and no other franchise has done that, does it give you a, a competitive advantage, do you think, leading into uh, the tournament? Well, look, we've signed three Pakistan players, but they're three world-class players. So we're just, um, you know, it's, it's a smart play from us to be able, you know, they're available, fitted to build and skill set that, that we needed. So we're just, you know, very fortunate that they were pleased to join us. And, you know, I, I think... We we've worked exceptionally hard as, as a franchise over the last eighteen months, working behind the scenes, and you know it's also setting up a franchise that people want to play for. So thrilled that they've joined us, and really excited to see how they're going to go about their business this season. Now, one of the rabbits you pulled out of the hat uh, last season was uh, settling on Colin Munro as captain. How impressed were you with him? Or was it a case of it, he performed exactly as you expected him him to do? Because he was very much your man, wasn't he? Yeah, um, I'm a huge fan of Munners. I, I love the way how he went about his business. I thought he was extremely um, conscientious, conscientious of, of a lot of players. He's got a really good touch, really good way. Um, and I thought he flourished last year, really did. You know, it's not easy captaining. You know, It's a fast-paced game, T20 cricket. Um, I'm just delighted the way he went about his business and, and also his form. You know, he's also seen his form over the, in the Blast and in the 100 and now in the CPL. He's doing really, really well. And he's just got a lot of experience, you know, and, and, and also he was just a, a brilliant leader to have around. It was a, it's a busy season last year and if it was a lot of cricket in a small space of time, but he was still coming down to training. All our training is basically optional, but he's still coming down, having a... A lot of contact time with players. We didn't have to, but you know that just 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 the measure of the man, and just it's 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 about spending that time with with players, and just even if it's just touching base, talking about nothing specific, or it can be actually talking about something very specific. So um, I thought he did a wonderful job, um, and delighted again to sort of build on our partnership um, and see him flourish again this season. Now, for you personally, what does the build-up to the DP World ILT Twenty look like after the Cricket World Cup? Look, for myself, I'll be then spend a little bit of time at home. Um, I mean, we've always been in touch as a management group all, all, all the way through um, since the season finished. So, you know, that, that won't change. And then it will just be getting our plans in place for when we report as a as a coaching staff and players. You know, there's a lot of players who will be playing um, in the Big Bash and some various other leagues around the world. 
Um, people probably drip into our sort of training phase at different stages. And it's just giving guys a platform to go out there and produce and perform that's off the field with the environment that we created, which I thought we worked on extremely hard. And then just with everyone on board at the, um, at the Desert Vipers of the franchise, you know, behind um, the scenes, staff who you don't see, uh, who aren't sort of front and centre. And in addition to that, we've got a brilliant coaching staff. You know, we, we have a world-class coaching staff. You, you know, I, as, as, as a player, I, I'd, I'd be absolutely thrilled joining, joining um, Desert Vipers. You think you've got Azza and Simon Helmet, you've got Carl Crow. And you've got Neil McKenzie all working with, with batters, bowlers, spinners. And, and it's not just that, it's passing on their knowledge of years and years of playing and years and years of coaching and experience. So um, no, we're, we're very, very lucky. I guess now the challenge is how to push on again. The Desert Vipers were very well organised in the first season. I think caught a few teams on the hop with the way you went about things and the plans you had. How do you stay ahead of the game now going into season two? Um, it's a good question. It's look, I, I think there's so much that we did right last year. Um, so because you, you, so so you don't want to be really be changing your your DNA with one of a better phrase. So um, it's about really sort of reaffirming the things that we did well, adding also with maybe a, f- a few little different elements that 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 we feel is the right thing to do. But as as you're seeing, like we've obviously recruited, we feel we've got a, a stronger squad as well. Um, we've got more match winners, um, and then it's about putting all this talent together and, and 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 playing a style of cricket that sort of people want to play. And I guess it just continues with the line of communication and being as clear as we possibly can, um, and also giving opportunities to go out there and play. You know, it's not about putting pressure on these guys. Um, they know what they need to do. They're experienced players, and you want to give them the platform to go and and perform. It's, it's as simple as that. So no, we'll, we'll be doing all our due diligence like we did last year, all the prep, all the work, everything in place. And, and, and as I mentioned, touched on earlier, hopefully we can go one step further. James Foster, the Desert Vipers head coach, speaking with Vipers Voices. And that's your lot for another episode. If you have any comments on the podcast, then please feel free to get in touch with us at media at thedesertvipers.com. That's media at thedesertvipers.com. And remember, you can follow the team and get all the latest news as the build-up to Season 2 continues by hunting up the Desert Vipers on all the major social media channels and by visiting the website thedesertvipers.com. We'll be back with more Desert Vipers chat soon, but for now, this is Brian Murgatroyd, and as ever, thanks so much for listening.